Feels so good. Out here in Mountain, it's a real good morning. I bet these birds gobble probably right. close to a hundred times. Tater rocking season, boys. Welcome to the Strut South Podcast, guys. I'm your host, Ryan Greathouse. Today we have got a epic, epic podcast for y'all. We're going to talk with Lewis Backless. He hunts deer from his horse, shoots the deer from the horse, spot and stalk. Um, it, it is it is just absolutely epic. Y'all need to go check him out. He's got a YouTube channel. It's called Cross Over the River Outdoors. And uh, he's got footage of him shooting deer. He's got footage of just him watching deer. It's it's really, really epic. And he he's, and he's a super, super great dude. So y'all go check him out. Give him a subscription on YouTube. And go to his Facebook, like his Facebook. You know, we just, we're trying to get this guy out there um because his his story and the way he hunts his style it's um it's pretty freaking awesome um we'll get into the episode here in a minute but before we do y'all know the drill everybody that has been listening and has subscribed and review leave left leave <laughs> left a review if you have done so man we really appreciate it um, it means a lot to us. If you haven't, please do so. Leave a rating and a review on the podcast, according to whichever platform you're listening to us on. Um, aside from the podcast, we're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. You can check us out all on those platforms. Go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, because the season is coming, guys. And we are fired up. We've got like three more weeks maybe i think three and a half weeks something like that before georgia opens so we're pretty pumped and here before long that youtube is going to be starting we're going to start cranking out videos on that youtube so um all right let's see what else as far as the episode man we we get into a lot on this one it's really a lot of stories and a lot of his encounters and stuff we kind of we kind of go over a basically on like a 30,000 foot view of his style of hunting and how he hunts well off of a horse and stuff because we did an episode with him back on episode 10 so I didn't want to try to make this one sound just like that one I wanted us to kind of go a little bit of a different route um and if you haven't listened to that one I encourage you to go back and listen to it because that one's that one is like crazy good because 
that one kind of goes into detail about how he goes about you know getting on his horse going out there finding deer hunting them shooting them and all that good stuff um this one we kind of just talk about that a little bit but then we you know just it's it comes into stories and encounters and stuff so y'all go check him out cross over the river outdoors lewis backless and we're gonna get him on the line right now all right everybody we are back and we've got lewis on the line here what's up lewis not much buddy how you doing today i'm good man i'm good i'm just trying to stay cool in this uh georgia heat um I'm a little bit jealous. You uh, you were telling me about how cold it is up there. <laughs> yeah, well, I <laughs> before wouldn't... we started recording. <laughs> yeah, for you, I guess if you call it cold. It's just really nice here right now. It's it's in the high it's in the high sixties right now. It might be seventy degrees right now, but uh, mm. yeah, it's nice and cool, and it's it's sunny out, which is it's refreshing to have some good sunshine. And yeah, it's uh, it's got that little hint of uh, that little hint of fall fall odor in the air too and you can kind of taste it a little bit so it shows that the uh, falls right around the corner we'll be we'll be getting ready for deer season here pretty soon which is pretty exciting for me man hang on one second i'm gonna go i'm gonna go in here i'm standing on my back porch i'm gonna actually go in the house i don't want to start sweating <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys do any like water skiing or boating down there when it's real hot like this, or you guys not have a boat? Or I mean, yeah, we. I mean, there's there's stuff we can do, but I mean, it's actually just cooler if you just stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now we've got an area here close to where I live. I mean, it's perfect for that. But um, but yeah. Huh? I wish we uh I wish it was still the same here. I, I wish it was getting that way here. The way it is up there with you. Um mm-hmm. I don't even like I haven't even felt a day yet that made me that reminded me of fall yet. So Oh man, we've had quite a few of them. Actually the the last last week, um our nights were like down in the fifties and low you know, high fifties and low sixties. It was really cool at night um for for about mm. a week or so and uh yeah that really that really got your got the your motor the motor ticking and uh got the mind going and thinking about you know thinking about fall and stuff a bit um well we'll uh we'll go ahead and do i don't know if you've listened to any of our episodes since we did one we for everyone listening out there you heard the intro um we did an episode with Lewis last year, and uh, but now, Lewis, you're a return guest, and what we do now, or what I've been doing lately, is um, I'll do a, like a rapid fire Q and A, right right at the beginning of the episode, and uh, they're completely random. Um, they really have nothing to do with anything, um, and you just kind of give me a quick. Um, basically kind of a quick yes, no type answer. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, coffee black or with creamer, uh, creamer. All right. Um, 
favorite horse's name? Oh, that would be Socks. I'm assuming that's the one you hunt with. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one I hunt with. Yep. Cool. Um, favorite snack or candy? That's a hard question that you just asked me. <laughs> <laughs> I try to make them hard. <laughs> hey, you did a good job of that. I don't know how to answer that one. To be honest with you, I have lots. Can we put? Can we? Can we say in um, um, undecisive? Just- yeah, well, you could just name a, a couple, I guess. Name a few. Well, um, I guess if I like if I'm snacking out, I like to snack on uh on my deer jerky. Oh yeah, I, I do like that. So I guess we'll use that one there. That's probably that'd be probably my ultimate favorite snack. Is is a good bag of deer jerky to go with. Oh yeah, I love some deer jerky. All right. Um... If you could pick one, what would you have more money or more time? Um, that's another tough one. I guess probably <laughs> a little more money because I'm my own boss, so I get to I get to make some time when I need to. Um, oh, yeah. If I had a little bit more money, I could go hunt a little bit more. So I, I'd say, yeah, probably a little more money. Nice, probably. Um. All right, and the last one, favorite breakfast item? Oh, I would probably have to say I like a breakfast burrito. You know, that'd probably be my, my favorite one. Yeah, I like a good – I like a breakfast burrito. I like anything breakfast, really, so um, my answer to that question would be breakfast. <laughs> just in, just in general, huh? <laughs> yeah, like I don't, it don't matter to me. Um, but yeah, Lewis, we we wanted to get you back on, man. We're glad you come back on. And um, the last episode, it was, in my opinion, it was epic. Like it was definitely, you definitely have the most unique style of hunting out of anybody that's ever been on the show. Um, and. I guess kind of, I mean, if anybody hasn't, I encourage you to go and listen to episode 10. Um, and that's called Horsebacks. I think it's called Horseback and Whitetails or something like that. Um, but Lewis hunts deer from his horse. Um, I mean, he hunts just like we do too, out of a stand, stuff like that. But I mean, his main, one of his main ways of hunting is he hunts off of horseback and shoots deer from the horse. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty freaking awesome. Um, so Lewis kind of, I guess in the, in a short, in the short term, I guess, uh, kind of go over like, you know, what you, how you go about it. Well, short, uh, short term is, you know, in going about it was, uh, you know, we don't do, we don't have like the, the scouting methods you know most of the time like everybody else does you know we kind of just in the mornings we you know i'll jump on my horse in the morning and and go ride the property um and scout that way you know i'll go look around i mean sometimes i'll take a bow with me first thing in the morning but most of the time we just i just take the video camera and we just jump on a horse and and go riding and if we spot a if we spot a big buck then we'll we'll go back and we'll we'll get our stuff and our gear and and then we'll head out and and we'll ride out there and we'll try to try to get close to him and see if we can't get a get a good clean shot and um, that's kind of how we hunt them there um 
it's a lot easier hunting bucks off a of horseback deer in the rut um, because they're more keyed into does and, and whatnot and you can their minds are on something else and you kind of have a little bit more um, leverage and a little bit more leeway to getting close to them with a horse and they're not quite as spooked up as the, spooky as they would be early season when they're just by themselves. Um, so pretty much, I mean, it kind of, you know, wraps it up as far as, you know, what we do to, you know, to get out there and get started. Um, just kind of a, kind of the same thing like you would out West, you spot them and then you, you stalk them. And it's the same way we do it. Only we're, we're riding a horse and not, not walking up on them and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, I just, I just think that's awesome. Like I just, I want, I want to, I want to show everybody the footage of that you get. Like, it's just, it's unreal and it's super, super cool. Um, well, and, uh, well, everybody can, everybody yeah. can check out the footage. You know, I'm, I'm starting up my, trying to start my own hunting show up and actually I have a hunting show on YouTube. Um, and we got, you know, we post several hunts on there, um, from when we're shooting bucks off the horses and you can check, you know, anybody that's listening out there, you want to, you want to go to my YouTube channel. Um, and subscribe to it check it out it's called cross over the river outdoors on youtube and uh, there's there's several really cool hunts on there um with us bow hunting off of our horses and there's some cool a lot of cool footage um that we've taken off of horseback too you know most of the a lot of hunting shows they just show the kill shots um and we've got that too but a lot of our footage that we also do there's there's a lot of uh you know just footage of, of bucks you know just walking around and, and just doing doing deer you know stuff that deer do that you normally wouldn't get to see all the time and we get to see it first class you know right there front row seat um because we can follow them around a little bit on the horses so we get to see stuff that a lot of people don't get to see so y'all that are listening check check us out on on youtube cross over the river outdoors and you get to see a lot of really cool cool videos on there awesome man yeah um and we the the episode that we did last year with Lewis, um, I mean, of course, it's on iTunes, tuning ready all the spots that you can get podcast. But we actually put a YouTube version of it on our YouTube channel on Strut South TV. So, yep, that's another way you can see some yeah, see some cool you, footage. Yeah, yeah. If you wanna if you wanna check that out and listen to the podcast of us talking about it and talking about the footage as it you know as you're watching that it's that's pretty cool too so um you can check that out um we had a listener question uh we did have one i, I was expecting a lot more questions i was kind of hoping that got folks would kind of put more questions out but that's all good i mean we got we got a lot of reactions out of it and people liked it um but we have one question here and we kind of I remember, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but we'll go over it. Um, some of it you may know, some of it maybe not. I don't, I don't know. Um, Bradley Collins asks, um, what's the legality of it? Um, is it okay in every state? And second, uh, what scent control are you using, if any? Um, well, I do know that in some states, uh, I do believe that you, you can't, you can't hunt off of a horse. I believe in some states, I'm not sure what states those are, but, 
there's only a couple of them that that you're not allowed to um but most most everywhere else you can um you can do it i know it's really big out west you know a lot of guys do that out in, you know out in the mountains and stuff like that um you can hunt off of horses too but um as far as the scent control end of it um you know basically pretty much anything you don't you don't need to wear scent blocker suits or anything like that um because the horse you know when you're riding a horse that horse is such a big animal and there's there's so much scent coming off of that horse that it kind of it kind of overpowers your scent um and it uh it it puts them deer a little bit more at ease you know because they're smelling that horse now i've had deer i've had deer um, I've had, had them get downwind of me when I'm on my horse and I've had them stop and they kind of would stick their nose up in the air and kind of smell and get nervous. So I, I would think they do detect a little bit of our odor, but the horse scent is so much more powerful that it kind of, it kind of overshields it. Um, if somebody, if somebody would, you know, does want to use like a scent elimination to kind of kill what little odor is coming across that, um, um, ozonics. I know you could like carry an ozonics on your backpack and, and use that. And then that, that'll, that'll kind of, that'll help cut what little odor you have down to nothing. Um, but up until now, you know, we never, I never, um, you know, worried about trying to be scent free going out there because the horse takes so much and they know you're there. They know something's there anyways. And, um, but the horse has so much odor coming off of them that it, it kind of pretty much just covers up any odor that you may have um and minimize it yeah yeah um isn't it did you i don't know if you just mentioned it just then i mean uh i know we talked about it kind of in the last one don't they have like in the in the horse kind of like don't they put off is it kind of like a calming scent to the deer i guess or i would think so you know because you know to a deer you know they see a horse or cattle even you know walking around the pasture they know that they're safe out there with them so i would think you know and if a horse is quiet and, and calm at acting um then you know that's going to be a little bit more easier for the deer you know to kind of settle down with it too um so but as far as as far as I'm smelling, you know, I would think that I think that, yeah, it's hard to answer that because, you know, I don't have all the solutions and the answers to it. I just know that um, where we live, you know, we can we can get close to them deer on them horses. And and a lot has to also do with it is their use to the horses because, you know, we have a rodeo company here, too. So I own I've got like 50 head of bucking bulls. Um, with a pat then the pasture goes along the wood line where the where we hunt and then um we've also got a lot of horses evidently um so the deer are they're used to it they see horses all the time and we ride all the time too so that also helps them get kind of kind of relaxed with it because it's something it's not something new that they're seeing they're used to seeing it um and it calms them you know they don't they don't consider it a threat because they see it every single day and it's never never was a threat to them before Right. Um, and that's actually one thing I was going to actually get you to kind of talk about was um, I don't want, and you, you talked about this in the last one, but I don't want people to expect, because we did get some comments, um, people saying, you know, okay, well, I'm getting me a horse and I'm going to go do it. Uh, but it's it, it's a lot more, there's a lot more to it. And like, it's especially safety reasons mm-hmm. and 
uh, the fact that you guys kind of are always around deer with the horses. So uh, kind of at least, you know, give that disclaimer, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a good point that you brought up. And I've seen a lot of those comments too, you know, especially um, here recently, um, the Michael Waddell and the Bone Collector guys, they shared a hunt from one of my hunts from last fall. And there was a lot of people saying that, no, I'm going to get me a horse and stuff like that. And something that you don't just go and get a horse and just go hunting. It don't, it doesn't work that way. We put mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of miles and a lot of riding in our woods, um, you know, to get the, you know, for these deer to get used to it. And, uh, and even then, even a lot of times, even those deer that, that live in our, on our property, um, and, um, are there all the time certain times you know a horse will spook them um but you gotta and your horse your horses you know has got to be extremely quiet you got to have a horse that will walk really slow with his head down it really relaxed if you got something that's you know high powered and is, is really prancy and dancing around you will spook you'll clear every deer out of the out of the acreage um so and as far as your like that's another thing about safety end of it too. If you got a horse that's not dead quiet and broke like that, um, it can be very dangerous. Um, so our horses, you know, our horses are trained to be quiet like that because we we're in dangerous situations with them all the time doing rodeos and stuff. You know, our horses we use them for, um, you know, being pickup horses when we go, you know, picking up guys off the bucking horses off Bronx, and then we rope we'll rope bulls with them and stuff. And if you don't have a good broke horse and you're trying to rope a 1500 pound, 2000 pound bull, um, you know, your life's at stake right there. It can be very dangerous. So that's, you know, that's how our horses are. They're, they're broke to be quiet. And then with the hunting end of it, you know, that's just a, that's just a bonus that we teach them and, and uh, kind of a more relaxing end of it in the fall that we get to do. So, um, I highly recommend somebody out there not to see the hunting and then just go get a horse and go do it. Um, cause it, it, it doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of years. I think my horse that I'm riding now, we call, I call him socks. I think I had him for probably two years before it may even been three years before I actually carried a bow with me on him and took him out to the woods, you know, to hunt off of, um, I mean, since I got him, I took him trail riding and stuff, and I'd just take my video camera and videotape whatever I'd see. But um, it was probably a good two or three years before I actually um, pulled the bow back and, and killed my first buck off of him. And that was when he and he finally was quiet enough to where I could do it and uh, and safe enough to where if I let the reins go um, and drew back and shot, I knew he wasn't going to flinch or he wasn't going to jump and spook. So yeah, it it takes a lot of it takes a lot of work um and a lot of patience and time before you have an animal, a horse that's good enough to go out there and um and to do it off of. And then as far as as far as deer too, I mean, you can't just get a horse and then like if I came over to your place and took my horse out there and rode out in your on your property or in your deer lease or whatever, you know, you wouldn't have a deer probably left in there because right. they'd see a 1500 pound animal coming walking through there they're not going to know what the heck to think um so they gotta they gotta know what they are and gotta be used to them before before you can really go out there and do it yeah yeah um you were you were kind of talking about 
the socks just then i was actually going to ask you uh i was actually going to kind of make him the next topic um so what like i mean i know they i don't own a horse but i know sometimes people say you know horses can kind of be like dogs in a way and kind of be like people in a way i guess and have their own unique personality and uh so, like, what I guess, what's one of your favorite stories, I guess, with socks or funny stories, I guess? Uh, funny stories. Well, the, the ones, there's one funny story that, that just popped into my mind. It was one of the first years, I think it might have been the second year I had him. And this wasn't, it didn't have anything to do with hunting off of him. Um, it was, uh, I, we were putting on a, a rodeo, um, in a in rochester new york which isn't too far from me and um i had him up there and um we had a we had a big bull big big texas longhorn bull and he was we actually had that bull broke to ride with a saddle and stuff and and he kind of he kind of would lead too so but before the rodeo started i had to get that bull um to the other side of the arena and put him in a catch pen on the other side of the arena so we could get a saddle on him and stuff because one of the pivot girls was going to carry the american flag with him um for the grand opening of the rodeo and i had to get that bull across the other side of the arena so i put a rope on that bull's head and i dallied him off and i was going to pull him across the arena with my horse there and and i was pulling him across the arena and, and i don't know what happened i don't know how he got behind me but somehow that bull got behind me and the rope went underneath my horse's underneath socks tail and if you if you know horses, if if you get a rope underneath their tail, um, <laughs> they will go to bucking. And so, so I'm out there, and I mean, we got a little bit of time before the show starts, but there's still probably fifty to seven, you know, fifty to seventy five people that are that came in early that are watching. Not to mention all my buddies. And that rope went underneath my horse's tail, and he he went to bucking with me. And I mean, I I threw I undallied and dropped the rope so I wouldn't get tangled up in it, and he was bucking and I mean, I was scratching and trying to hold with all I had to stay in that saddle. And then he finally, he finally threw me out of the saddle. And when he finally stopped bucking, um, I was upside down. I had a hold of his neck. I had a bear hugger. I bear hugged him around the neck. I'm upside down looking at his chin. And the only thing touching the saddle were my feet on the saddle horn that where I <laughs> finally stopped um, before that rope finally came out from under his tail and he quit bucking with me. <laughs> So he didn't like get me on the ground, but I was dang sure on my way there. Um, that's probably the funniest, the funniest story that I have with him. Um, yeah. And he almost, he almost bucked me completely. Well, I shouldn't say he almost, I mean, he did buck me off. So, yeah. Um, but now, right. How does, does he, I've always, I've kind of wondered that, especially since last year um, when we talked, because we really didn't go into detail about, you know a particular horse or anything but um do they well i guess socks or you know any other horse um do they kind of know like that you're out there looking for deer i mean do they kind of put that put off that vibe i think that he's done it and he's done it long enough that he kind of he knows what what the deal is um you know, there's been some times where I'll be riding my riding through the woods, and he'll turn, he'll pop his ears up and turn his head and look, and I'll and I wouldn't even see, and he'll see a deer before I do. Yeah. Um, he kind of would point him out to me a little bit. Um, 
I, I think he I think they know. Um, I think he knows now too because we've done it so much and shot quite a few deer. Um, he he knows he knows the drill and he can tell when I'm drawing my bow back and and he especially knows you know when I, when we stop to stand there that he's he needs to stand there still so I can video or if I can make a clean shot whatever. Um, so I'd have to say yeah. I mean he I I feel that he he knows what's up and uh it's the same thing when we're competing you know whenever we're team you know if i'm team roping off of them or we're getting we're working the bull riding or whatever um he he knows his job and he knows what he's got to do and he he's one of those horses that he'll he's not afraid to do it he will do it so and that's that's really hard for you know to find a horse that's that good that will that'll do that that kind of stuff yeah yeah our uh one of our guys, Justin, his his brother is uh, real big into into um, horses and rodeoing and uh, stuff like that. He's actually a uh, a farrier, and uh, he um, he does a lot of stuff with horses. And I know I've went with him and watched some stuff. You know them practicing, and, you know, running the catch pins and stuff like that. And um, it's just real interesting to watch them horses. And, See how they, especially when you guys, when you're watching somebody on a good horse, like you could tell, even mm-hmm. somebody like me that really doesn't know a whole lot about rodeo horses. Uh, I mean, you can you can still kind of tell that it's a good horse. Yeah, it, especially for rodeo, and that's what helps us too for hunting. Because and when it comes to rodeo, um, I mean, your horse has got to be has <clears throat> got to be super super well broke and willing to willing to work and willing to you know trust you because there's a lot involved with it and it's a dangerous game um so if you're riding a horse that's that's unbroke and or just not trustworthy man you're in trouble because when you need him and if if he's not going to be there for you then that's when your life kind of is really on the line um so yeah it, it takes quite an animal it takes a lot of heart horse that does rodeo um they're amazing amazing animals um because they got just their hearts are way bigger than i think than any other type of horse out there you know an english horse or you know a race horse or whatever i mean they got big hearts too and it takes a lot from them you know in the competitions they are in but um but yeah i feel like a rodeo, a rodeo horse just tops tops the list yeah, they uh, they are extremely uh, they're extremely smart too, and uh, mm-hmm. I think I mean just based off of watching those videos of, of you hunting on the horse, I think I would have to say no no disrespect to you, but I would have to say you know almost eighty percent of the credit's got to go to the horse. I would say mm-hmm. um, no, definitely, and uh, it's just it's amazing that they're. They're, I guess, basically that tuned in and that calm. I just, it, it, it kind of baffles me that they're as calm as they are when y'all are around a deer. And yeah, and we've got to make them that way too. You know, my my horse, um, even though as many years as I've ridden him and as many years as I've hunted off him and stuff, he he's got one one flaw to him that drives me nuts and he does it every single year is 
he he can be kind of barn sour. And so if I'm riding out in the woods, um, you know, when I first leave the barn, he will walk so slow. And, and I mean, he will be so slow leaving that barn. And it's, and I actually like it because he's quiet. Yeah. He steps real soft. He's real slow. He don't spook nothing. Um, but as soon as I point him to where we're kind of head, he may think that we're heading back towards that barn. Um, there are some times where, I mean, it's like trying to hold in a, a freight train out of control because he just wants to go back to that barn. And he makes me so mad because then he'll sp- he'll spook the deer because he'd be snorting and wanting to, you know, stepping hard and, and making a lot of noise. And it's like, man, how many times have we got to do this? <laughs> you gotta, you still you still just get all hot going back to the barn. But so a lot of times I'll have to get up extra early in the morning, feed him his breakfast, and let him eat and stuff. And then I'll take him out after he's got a full stomach. And then he's not in too big of a hurry to get back to the barn when we're out there riding, looking around at the deer and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but still, you know, it's, um, that's another funny thing about him that, that he does sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now there's this, uh, there's this one picture, which I think we may use this picture. Um, I'm thinking of using another picture. Um, that picture of the, uh, gosh, which one is it? There's a picture. It was the deer that you watched breed a doe. And she was around, the, like y'all watched the buck go around the lake, go around the swampy stuff and, um, oh yeah yeah okay um, so you're, that you, was from this past fall do you have a picture of that deer um i do he was a smaller eight pointer i believe um it was off one of my youtube videos from this fall wasn't it yeah i think so yeah 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 i've got a screenshot a picture a screenshot picture of him um with that doe yeah um on my phone that we screenshot it off of our our video well we'll, we'll it doesn't matter. We'll we'll use. It doesn't matter. We don't have to use that picture. But um, uh, I guess yeah. You could kind of tell us a story about that. That that because that is a really cool hunt. Yeah. Um. That was probably the coolest. Um. Coolest time I'd ever I've ever witnessed. Um. With whitetails was that day. Um. And there was, there was actually two bucks, and they weren't big, mature bucks. They were young bucks. They were both – there was two of them. They were two years old. Um, and one was a, a just, an eight, just a decent little, you know, nice eight, and the other one was a, a very, very nice two-and-a-half-year-old ten-pointer. Um, actually, no, he was an 11-pointer. He was a perfect mainframe ten, and he had a split brow time. Um, but I was just – me and Socks were just riding around. It was in November, and um, – they were they were all you know these two bucks they were one minute they'd be over here and the next minute they'd be over there they were just you know back and forth just trying to find a hot doe and uh i came up the one the one trip last year so there were spots where normally we didn't have water but um i noticed this the the eight pointer he was chasing a doe around um in circles and i was watching them for about i was probably 75 yards from when i first seen them and they were going around and around and around i'm like what is that doe doing why is she going around in a circle and then i i noticed that she was um she was in the flood water and uh 
it wasn't a big area. It was pretty, it was pretty small, but she was in that water and she just kept going around in it and she wouldn't come out of it. So I'm like, Oh man, I got to get this on video. Um, so I got the video going and, and that's a, that's an episode that you can see, um, on my YouTube channel. I think it's called, uh, um, rutting bucks in the duck hole or bucks in the duck hole or something like that. Um, but I got over there and, and started and started videoing and, uh, you know, I'm on my horse and, and this, this little eight pointer, he's, he's chasing this doe around and she's, they're not going fast. They're at a steady, you know, just a steady trot most of the time. And, and she's just, she's going around and she's in this little water area and she just won't come out of the water. She's staying in the water and I'm watching them and videoing them. And he, um, she finally, she stops probably, I think she stopped maybe three times, um, two or three times. She probably stopped and stood for him. And, uh, he mounted her a couple of times and then, uh, and every time they would kind of go the opposite direction from me, I would kind of walk up a little closer and try to get a little closer to him. And at one point they probably were only like 10 yards from me doing this. Um, and, uh, she finally come back around again after probably about, I would say probably 15 minutes of me standing there videoing them. And, and she come back around towards me and she got another about 10 yards from me again. And he mounted her again. And this time he, he actually, he actually bred her, but this whole time that he was chasing her around, I was thinking, where's that 10 pointer at? Because he was the more dominant of uh, the two year old bucks. He was the more dominant buck. And I'm like, man, he's, he's got to show up eventually. Like, why isn't he here? Um, and that, that doe finally stood in that eight pointer. He finally, he bred her. And just as he, he got done breeding her, um, that, uh, that 10 pointer caught wind of what was going on. And he come walking up in there and I mean, all bowed up and, you know, bristled up and, and that little eight, he saw him and he turned and tucked tail and backed out of there right away. And then it started all over again. Now the 10 pointer was chasing the doe and she went back to going into the water, um, and he pushed her around in the water probably another five minutes. And then she broke out and she took off again. And I'm like, well, that's the end of that. And she made a, she turned out of the water and she ran um, back behind me. And I'm thinking to myself, like, where, I was like, she might be going to this other water hole. Cause there was another spot where me and my dad actually made it a food. We actually made a food plot several years ago and now it's no longer a food plot. It's more of a duck hole. It's probably it's underwater every single year, but that 10 pointer chase that, that doe ran out of that first water hole and she ran over to the deeper water hole and she got out in the middle of that. So I rode over there and started filming that and it's like belly deep out there and she, he's chasing her and she's just won't come out of that water hole i don't know if she was hoping these bucks would eventually drown um or what but i filmed him in that doe in that water hole for probably another 10 or 15 minutes um and and again you know i'm sitting on my horse the whole time i'm walking up to him and actually one time i'm videoing him and my horse actually sneezes in the video um and they barely pick their heads up and look but so, yeah, I mean, I watched him, and he was grunting, um, snort wheezing at the other bucks. You might be able to even hear some of that on the video if you're watching. Um, and he chased her around in there for probably another 10 or 15 minutes or so, and then she, she broke out of that deep water and took off again, and she headed right back for the other water hole, and she got in that one and did the same thing again for another 10 or 15 minutes before she finally left. Um, I never – I've videoed – I've – 
videoed so many deer and, and so much rutting activity, but I've never seen a deer get in water like that and just not leave it. She just stayed in that water hole in both those water holes the whole time and had them bucks chase her around in there. I don't know what she was trying to do. If she was trying to lose their scent, you know, for her to lose her scent in the water, um, or what it was, but, but it was sure enough, a cool, cool video and, and a cool experience. So for those of you guys that are listening, um, you got to check it out. Cause it's definitely something different. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would, I would go on there and I'd watch all of them. I mean, every, to me, every hunt you've got on there is really, really cool. But, uh, that one in particular, that was, I was, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, why I, I was wondering why she kept going in that water and it was kind of, kind of funny to watch her just that poor doe man they were running her <laughs> she was running all through them woods in that yeah water. um i think the fact that when she was finally in the, when she was into deeper stuff i think she finally left that deeper stuff she like she took a big run and through the middle of it and she got a bunch of water splash and i think it went in her ear because she kind of kind of shook her head and a few times and then she finally left and then she left it right after that and went to the shallower shallower pool uh, which was only like 75 yards, you know, between the two of them. She just ran as hard as she could over to that, to, you know, each water hole. You know, whenever she got on dry land, she just sprinted over to them and dove in the middle of them. Yeah. It was pretty neat to watch. Yeah. Um, that, the picture, the picture that, uh, you know, the picture I'm talking about, the one where you shot the, I don't know if it was a 10 pointer or if it was an eight pointer, but you, picture of you laying there you got the deer laying there and then you got socks standing beside you um yep that picture to me it's like that's like the best caption of you know what you what you're doing with you know hunting deer off the course i mean it it's like the perfect picture to me Mm -hmm. um but that's not that's not the same deer is it no, no, that neither one of these deer that um, I videoed in this duck hole last year, um, we shot. Um, they were just young, young two and a half year old bucks that we were that we were passing up to let them grow. Um, that deer that is in that picture, um, you can see that hunt. I believe it's it's under yeah 2017 season because when you go on my YouTube channel, it's it's categories and. Um, you know, there's different, um, there's 2019 or 2018, 2017, 16, um, seasons. So you would go to 2017 season. Um, and, uh, I think there's only two videos that we got under that, but it's a spot and stock off a horseback to a bedded buck. So you go on there and you can watch that hunt right on, right there on YouTube and, uh, check that out. And that was a pretty cool hunt too. That was, uh, that deer there was a that was a three and a half year old old buck that we were watching and um and uh, he I was kind of keeping my eyes out for him and stuff. There was actually a bigger buck um, that was hanging around and he's got his own story. I don't know if we'll have time to get into that one or not. That was kind of a sad, depressing story. Um, but uh, at the time there was this other buck that was bigger than the one I shot and and the one I shot was the more dominant buck. So my goal, my thought process was as soon as I saw this deer, I was going to shoot him. So he didn't push the other one away. And, and, um, like I said earlier, we, I went out scouting, just took my horse for a ride with the video camera and I spotted him. He actually was right next to my bull pasture 
actually when you watch the video we got a clip of one of our bucking bulls as i was walking by um going to hunt this deer because he was right on the fence line he was real close to the pasture um and uh we got the horse and got the bows and we went out there and he he bedded down in some thick stuff and we rode up to him and got like we rode up to within like 15 yards of him and he never even stood up you know he just laid there and um you know, most of the time you can do that on bucks, even on foot, you know, when they're in thick stuff, they'll just lay there and not even, you know, sometimes you almost got to step on them before they'll actually jump up out of their beds. But, um, this deer, he knew the horses, he grew up on our property. Um, so he was just, you know, he wasn't really trying to hide from me. He was just laying there and just didn't want to get up, but we rode up to him and we waited. I tried to make him get up a few different times and then, uh, he finally ended up standing up and um, I shot him at like 15 yards, probably brought quarter and away. And he, I put a put a good shot on him, and he ran. I don't know if he went 40 yards before he he crashed into the crashed into some trees. But but yeah, that was a pretty cool cool little hunt that we got to go on. And and he was a he was a nice buck. I mean, he wasn't a he wasn't a monster, um, but he was a just a good solid good solid good solid deer. Yeah, I think I think if that's the same one i'm thinking of i think that's the first video that i saw of yours um and uh that's kind of what got me hooked and that's kind of what made this all happen uh justin saw it and he told me and this is right after we got the podcast going he saw it and he's like man you need to get this guy he said i don't know who this guy is (laughs) but you need to get him on there he's like because he's hunting deer off a horse and uh i watched some of your stuff then and it was just man it was it's awesome um yeah i I tell you if anybody wants to see like my favorite my favorite video that i've got on there um it's an older video but it's it's out of the 2016 season there's there's three parts um that i i made each episode is about 30 minutes long or about half hour long um and there's there's three episodes of it part one part two and part three and uh if, if anybody wants to see some like really cool action-packed rutting activity and and some deer vocalization um watch part three of 2016 um hunting off a of, bow hunting off horseback um that was probably the most crazy you know times we were hunting we were same thing we i spotted a buck it was the last day of archery season um, and, uh, there was a, there was a nice buck out there with a doe. He was, he was a three and a half year old buck. And, uh, me and my dad, my dad was riding his horse with a video camera and I was riding mine and we, we rode up on this deer and, um, actually, uh, the kind of a funny thing where I shoot this deer, he comes across, he follows his doe across this little food plot, um, and I shoot him on the edge of this little food plot. That food plot that I shot him in is the same spot where that buck was chasing that doe in that deep water that's now a duck hole. Um, so it's, you, you might be able to recognize it if you take if you try to picture it without the water. You can kind of see the see it's the same place. But but anyways, I shoot this buck, and he was like 30, 30 yards or so, and I shot him, double longed him. He took off, crashing, running real fast down the hill, and and um, me and my dad were talking about it, and we replayed the footage back and we're, we're watching the footage see where i hit him and stuff and and then all of a sudden there was just like 
crashing and and slamming and these deer were grunting and snorting and we're like what in the world so we rode our horses back around on the other trail and got over to the other side where we heard them and after i shot that deer um all the young bucks the satellite bucks that were kind of hanging on the outside you know when you get a mature buck with a hot doe you got all them little bucks that are kind of staying on the outside watching in hoping you know they may get a get to sneak in there well after i killed that buck there was like seven or eight smaller bucks and they all just pitched in and started chasing this doe and i mean to tell you it was the most incredible experience because they were running full bore i mean like i said there's seven or eight of them in this one doe running just full bore through the woods i mean they were knocking trees over heck one time they hit a dead a, you know a pretty decent sized tree and they kind of slammed into it and they tipped it over um and they were grunting and just going nuts they were buck roar they were roaring um snort wheezing they were just snorting just in general it was very intense to watch um and they chased that doe around for a long time we, we had to cut a lot of it out because it was long and they finally just they ran her to where she just couldn't run no more and she stopped and we rode up to her and she just was standing there with her, her head was just down and her tongue was hanging out and she was all sweated up. There was like steam rolling off of all of them. And it, it was probably the most intense rut scene um, that, uh, you know, I've really seen on, on footage, you know, it's kind of hard to see in spots because they were like running so fast and in some thicker woods. So it's kind of hard to pick them out, but it was an amazing experience out there. And that's something that we wouldn't have been able to see if we weren't on the horses and able to move around with them and actually follow the herd as they were, chasing that doe so that's another hunt that that everybody should check out that's pretty pretty surreal yeah yeah man i i know it's one you're talking about and that one's that one's epic too um that's one thing i was gonna say you know because you i think you had mentioned it in the last one but um like and like you said just now going being able to hunt off hunting off of that horse it allows you to kind of move with the deer and mm-hmm. uh you know, you might need to think about maybe trying to uh, talk to some uh, biologist or some the DNR or something like that. Maybe you never know, man. They uh, they might uh, like to see some of your stuff. That way, they can kind of get an idea of you know what what goes on with deer during the rut. Because I think that's kind of a, one of the bigger unknowns about deer. Um, I mean, we know they chase those. We know they breed them. And we kind of pretty much know the um, the agenda, but you, you don't really get to see it that much because um, most of the time, once they do get with the doe, they kind of they're just you know they're in the woods and they've went into the thick, and you can't you don't get to lay eyes on it when it's happening. So mm-hmm. uh, that would be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point because I tell you what, I've learned so much from from watching and being able to get right in there with them um during those times um and like deer vocalization um i've learned i've learned so much about vocal you know vocalizing and the vocals that them deer make and sounds they make when them but you know when they're with them does and it's stuff that most people don't get to hear and, and to witness and that's what the cool thing is about being on horses i can we can ride right in there with them 
I always said, I was like, man, I, I hope Will Primo's someday gets gets to see some of my videos, and I want to send him some too because I've got some some footage of of a buck, a big buck from last year that was making some grunts and some noises that were just it was you could hear it so clear because he was only like ten yards from me when he was doing it, and he was doing it really loud too. So it's like, man. I'd love, I'd love for him maybe someday to see that footage and and, and get to appreciate it because it's it's really really cool um, to hear some of the noises that Buck was making, um, and I've heard him, you know, do them little, you know, the tendon grunts where they're doing them little clicks, yeah, um, and then they they'll go into doing them like them deep like growl growl type grunts and it's it's really really awesome and you can hear it i mean normally you wouldn't be able to hear it because if if you're out you know if they're 50 yards away from you you don't even know that they're doing it but when you're right there on top of them like that you can hear every little detail that they do it's it's really cool it taught me so much about how to call a deer in um and i've had a lot of success um success um calling deer now because i've got to be out there with them they were like my personal trainers yeah, yeah, man. Hey, you never know. I mean, to me, I don't, I don't see why you haven't. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna go, it's gonna get there though. I, but I, it baffles me that you haven't blown up yet, um, because it's some of the best footage that I've ever seen out of any, especially as far as learning what deer do during during the rut. Um, it's some of the best footage that I've ever seen out of, you know, anybody that's doing any kind of deer hunting, deer footage, anything. Um, and speaking of speaking of blowing up, you uh, you are kind of starting to get a little bit, little big time on us. You um, <laughs> you went and uh, did the uh, what is it, the Whitetail Championships with yeah. Bone Collectors doing? Yeah, the Bone um, Collector North American Whitetail Championship. Heck yeah, man. Um. I mean, you don't have to go into detail about the hunt. Um, you were the the winner for, well, I guess that's Region 1, wasn't it, Region yep. 1? Yeah. Yep, Region 1. Um, so tell us what that experience has been like for you. Oh, uh, man, it's it's been it's been pretty awesome. Um, it's kind of like one of those deals where, you know, when you when you sign up for something like that, you, you hope, you sign up because you hope to win it. Um and you, but you, you, you hope to win it. You think you got a good chance to win it, but you don't, ex, you don't really expect to win it. Um, type deals. It's one of those, it's like, you don't, it's too good to, you, yeah, you, you, you want to do it, you want to win it and stuff like that, but you just don't actually think that you're going to win it. Um, and to, the fact that I did get blessed and, and won it was like mind blowing to me. And, and so far it's been really, it's been really cool. Um, I'm really excited about getting to go and, and hunt with them guys. Um, you know, at the championship, uh, I've been in contact with, with Steve, um, Schmidt and, uh, and Mike out there at the championship and, um, got to talk to them guys a little bit and it's, it's, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's something that, uh, it's almost like a, it's pretty much, yeah, it's a dream come true for me to get to go hunt with them guys. Cause that's what I want to do is I want to have, you know, do the hunting shows, share the hunts. And now I'm with those guys that do that and, uh, have the opportunity to, to maybe get my foot in the right door with the right guys. Um, so it, it's, 
it's definitely exciting for me. I mean, you probably don't want me to really get into it because I could talk about it for, for two, three hours. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. I, I, I don't blame you, though. It's, it is awesome. Um, and who knows, you know, who knows what will come of it because, I mean, I know, I know Mike Waddell's seen it. I, I guess he has. I mean, it's on their Facebook. They put your video of your hunt that you – of the deer that you killed with the wind so yeah um, yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure michael's seen it um they posted it on their youtube and their facebook i think facebook it's it's reached 50 57 thousand views on facebook um awesome and uh it's got like you know 10 or I'm 15 thousand on instagram and, I'm, I'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go down because we don't like which i mean i i'm not gonna sit here and act like i know michael waddell like he's but he's a buddy of mine because I don't like he don't know me from Adam, but I mean he's just right down the road from us down here in Georgia, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go down there and just I'm gonna have to just go down there and grab a hold to him and tell him like, look man, you need to you need to check this dude out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd appreciate uh, I'd appreciate it, buddy. I'd appreciate it. <laughs> heck yeah. Well, just know like once you <laughs> just know when you when you hit big time, don't don't forget who uh, who you did your first podcast with. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I sure I sure wouldn't. If if I ever get blessed and hit big time, I plan to do more podcasts with you guys for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um what do you uh what's your what's your season looking like for this year? You uh have you been you've been too busy with the rodeo stuff or have you been able to get out there and kinda start kinda gearing up for it? Well, I've been trying to gear up for it a little bit. You know, um, I just got blessed uh, here recently with a piece of property that I've been really wanting to to have the ac- you know, full access to for like several years now. Um, as far as like deer by my house and stuff like that, I, I don't, um, I never go out and really look until we start getting into October because at this time of year, they're never they're never by my house. I, I hardly ever see a buck in velvet on my place. Um, so I don't really go out and scout too much my property. I kind of, plus we ride on a horse. I know when they're going to come in, they're going to start showing up. You know, when that temperature starts dropping, they start shedding their velvet. and We start getting into like October middle, around October 15th, around that time is when we'll start seeing some bucks. So I don't really get too um, antsy and get out there too much and look. Um, but, but I have been doing a little bit when I got time from the rodeos, I'll go out and been working with the new property and just seeing what kind of deer we have on there and, and, uh, trying to get some stuff cleaned up and, and, uh, taking care of that end of it and getting it post, getting the property posted up. So people know that it's, it's off limits now. And so kind of doing that end of it. Um, but you know, Normally every year I kind of know have an idea what kind of bucks we're going to have on our property at my house where I hunt off the horse most of the time. I hunt off my horse, um, you know, because we watch them all year long, and they usually my property's not that big. It's only like fifty six acres that's behind my house where most of this footage is shot. So every year I kind of know what bucks we're going to have back there because they they live there all through gun season, all through winter time. This is their safe haven. This is where they stay. Last year was probably, as far as like bucks that were had like extremely good genetics, um, it was probably like one of our best years, and then it turned into our probably our worst year that we ever had. Um, we had probably six 
I'm going to say there was probably six bucks that were like two and a half years old that were, you know, eight really good eight pointers, 10 pointers, 11 pointers, bucks that were like already almost scoring like 125, you know, right at that Pope and Young range. Um, and every single one of them got killed this year. Oh, so, man. Yeah, the only buck that survived that I know of, the only one that made it through the season that I'm that I'm 100% sure made it, um, was that smaller eight-pointer that bred that doe in the duck hole, in that duck hole. Um, hmm. And him, I'm not, he wasn't, he was nice, but he didn't have the, the he didn't have the genetics like them other bucks had. So I'm not expecting him to be a, a wall hanger, but, but yeah, all the other bucks, um, they, they got, they got pushed out of my woods. The deer that I actually won the championship with this past fall, he was actually, a, he was an older deer. He was a three and a half year old buck, but he was twice the body size of all the other ones didn't have near the rack the other ones had but he cleaned out my woods he chased out all them bucks during gun season and um ran them out of the county and they all i'm pretty sure they all got shot so i'm not really excited about this season i mean i'm always excited about deer season but do i have something that's on my hit list that i'm like man i really got to go for um i really can't say as i do this year y'all can can y'all like feed can y'all feed like throughout the year or at least in the off season up there no no we can't actually you can you can feed birds and stuff like that you can feed birds and all that and squirrels but you can't you can't feed you can't feed feed deer um can't you can't do that stuff dang well yeah well i guess maybe it'll maybe something will change i know that's which we're not gonna we won't get into that just a whole can of worms but (laughs) that may <laughs> well, happen. I will say, I will say this that I think you might get y'all get a kick out of this. It's kind of funny um, to me. So, like New York State, we're not allowed to feed deer, or put out anything for deer. Um, it's against the law. But you go to any any store that has hunting gear in it, and they've got they've got salt licks, apple licks. They've got um, big was it big and J. They've got all this stuff for feeding deer and, and whatnot. But it's but you can't feed them. Oh yeah, so it's oh, like yeah. how how, do, how can you like sell this sell the stuff and and not feed them and use it? It's like you're buying yeah. it to take it to take it two states two or three states away where you can actually do it. It's kind of funny. Oh yeah, I'm in, and anybody out there don't don't be don't be fooled. Uh, these game wardens and the DNR offices and uh, they know. <laughs> yeah they, they, they know. Do. they're not they weren't born yesterday and uh <laughs> they uh they know it's it was it's the same way here which i mean now for georgia it's not that big a deal anymore because the whole state can hunt bait now which i don't i'll call it bait it doesn't matter um some people don't like to say baiting but um we can feed all year if we wanted to or we can hunt over it um but it was kind of the same way here you know it was really weird and it didn't make any sense. The Northern part of the state, the Northern zone of Georgia, you could, you couldn't hunt, you couldn't bait, like you couldn't hunt over bait. Um, but the Southern zone of Georgia, you could, it's perfectly legal. And, uh, to us, it just didn't make sense that they had the state split like that. And, but it didn't matter. I mean, everywhere you went, you, if you went to a Walmart, they sold corn every day. 
and they were always selling out of it. And I'm pretty sure people wasn't buying bags that said deer corn on it to feed horses and turkeys and everything else and cows. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's the same way here, but, uh, so do you, um, what, when are you going to continue with the, the whitetail, the championship thing? Don't you, aren't you going to go Is it this year? Or? Yeah. So actually it's, it's only a few short weeks away. So the, the championship starts in, um, uh, September 14th is, is when it's, it begins. Uh, so yeah, I'm, so I'm going to be heading to Kansas here, um, with, with the 18 other regional winners, um, or, or winners, there's 14 regional winners. And then there's four other, other um, people that want it through drawings and, and giveaways and stuff like that. So, um, I'm going to be heading to Kansas at Wick to wicked outfitters here coming up in September. Um, and going to be hunting to go out there and hunt and, uh, hopefully shoot hopefully shoot a monster um you know it's pretty it's an amazing thing that them guys came up with um and uh you know the fact that for me to have the opportunity to go and do something that i've always dreamed about doing and to hunt a place like this at wicked outfitters with the guys that i'm going to be hunting with um it's like it's it's almost sometimes i pinch myself and wonder if it's actually true that's going on. But then when they say, if you shoot the largest buck out of everybody there, we're going to give you a check for $50,000. It's like, Whoa, this is really, this is really epic yeah. now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is and, pretty and awesome. I, but I try to, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's an amazing thing that they they've put together um, through great sponsors and, and all the stuff that they've, they've come up with and being able to put this on. It, it's incredible. Um, I highly recommend it to anybody out there um, that's listening to this. If you are not a paid hunter and um, you have the opportunity, I highly recommend to go and sign up for this um, for for the bump for this year and, and get a chance to do it because it, it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, heck, when you sign up for it, you know, it costs you three hundred. You know, that was the thing that kind of paused me a little bit. I was like, man, it's it's a $300 entry fee. I've never spent $300 on entry on one entry fee. I mean, when I go to a team rope and I end up spending over $300, but I usually get to make more than just one run, you know, for that. Um, and so I was like, that's a lot of money, but at, you know, at first, but then, you know, when you think about it, when you enter it for 300 bucks, they send you over $400 worth of merchandise to hunt with. Yeah. Um, I mean, you get to to keep all that, right? You get to keep all of it. Yeah. Yeah, It's all yours to keep. And the Tacticam, you know, just the one product, the Tacticam, um, which I'm now on a pro staff with, with Tacticam, um, you know, that's a, that's a over a 300 and something dollar value right off the bat. Yeah. I'm not to mention all the other stuff that you get. Um, so that's, you know, right there. I mean, how many times you go to Cabela's and you'll spend over, you know, $400 and, and stuff. But you go to Cabela's, you spend $300 on products, you get the product. Yeah. But then you don't get the opportunity to go shoot a deer and win a, a hunting trip that's valued at over, you know, $5,000 worth or whatever. And then have a chance to win 50,000. Um, you know, so I say it's kind of like a no brainer. I mean, if you got the opportunity to do it, you need to do it. Um, 
And then people were, you know, a lot of people, and I, I was the same way. Like last year when it came up with this and it came out there, I was like, I figured region one, you know, that's New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. I was figuring probably a buck that would score in the mid 150s, maybe, you know, 160 would probably win it. Um, so that's what I was thinking in the back of my head. So I'm like, man, it's going to take a buck to do it. And, and I, I had a, it's kind of a long story. I don't know if you want to get into it or not. It's kind of a sad story, but, um, there was a buck that was, that was living on my property for four years. He was a four-year-old last year. And, uh, he was the one that was kind of on my hit list last year to shoot. And, but I was like, man, I don't know if he's going to be big enough to, you know, to win the competition. So ended up, I didn't end up shooting that deer. Ended up, my neighbor ends up killing him like right before, you know, Thanksgiving morning. Um, but the deer that I did end up winning the tournament with didn't, it wasn't even a Pope and Young buck. He scored 122 inches and that's what won it. So you can't say that. And then there were some other guys that shot bucks that were, you know, were smaller too, that were like under 122 inches. Um, they made it to the championship on the governor's drawing that they had. Um, so you don't have to shoot. You really don't have to shoot a monster buck to, to win it or to have a chance to win a hunt of a lifetime of your dreams. Um, just being entered in the competition, you have options to win hunt giveaways, um, product giveaways, you know, and, you know, just a lot of cool things that, that they're, they're offering to, to the guys and the girls out there that, that hunt. So, I mean, I highly recommend anybody, um, that if, 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 if you're going bow hunting this year, um, man, you ought to enter it. Cause you never know it. You might be, you might shoot the biggest buck or you might shoot a buck and you might get drawn. You just never know. And I tell you what, when you, when it does happen and you, you get to go, um, on this adventure that I'm going to be going on here in September, it's totally worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I, what I like the most about it, um, which I kind of, when it first come out, I was kind of, I mean, I didn't enter it, but when it first come out, I was kind of thinking, you know, uh, is this kind of one of those things where basically it's like, Hey, who could shoot the biggest deer, which I mean, and I mean, and it is, um, but, and people always say, well, I, you know, it's not about the size of the rack, you know, but I mean, in a, at the end of the day, it kind of is. I mean, we all want to, everybody wants to kill a big giant buck. Who, who, mm-hmm. I don't think there's anybody out there that would say, no, I'm not going to shoot that 170 inch deer that's standing in front of me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to eat. I don't want to shoot him. You know, I don't, I don't think that's, and, and, but I kind of felt that way at first when they first come out with it. And, but then once, you know, you start seeing people hunting and it, it really, it's just really just kind of provides a great opportunity to be able to eventually maybe go somewhere where you can shoot a giant buck. Um, and I thought that was, I think that's the coolest thing, but, I um I really like that they they broke it up into regions and uh, to me that made it really kind of a, a even playing field because um, there's no way that you could like somebody in Florida 
it, it, I think Florida's in a region all by itself, right? Uh, actually, I think this year they changed it. I think I think Florida and Georgia and and uh, another one of them southern states is connected. I think I'm pretty sure that yeah. they they added it. So there's some three three states as a as a region. Well, that, I guess that kind of makes sense because I know the last two or three years I think uh, they've been finding some pretty decent size, some pretty big deer down in Florida. Um, which yeah. Is, which is really odd, but um, did you see the the deer that they shot opening morning down there just past couple weeks ago? I I think I'd heard about it. Um, they shot it. I don't remember the, the statistics of it, what he scored. Um, but he was a he was a buck that. Um, I mean, I I'd, I'd shoot him here at home if if he if he stepped out in front of me or or you know he was he was a big deer. Um, for Florida, it, he was a definitely a definitely a nice buck. So there's some there's some big ones down there. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it's definitely getting it's getting better. Um, and I think that that may be a fact of you know maybe more people are kind of looking at Florida, so there's more eyes on it now. And there may have been deer that size down there the whole time, but you know it's not really been a big draw for people to go deer hunting down there mm-hmm. um, but uh yeah. lewis i think we can we can start wrapping it up man we we went a little over an hour here um which i mean that doesn't bother me but um <laughs> yeah you might have a little bit of editing to do on this one. <laughs> oh, it won't it won't matter I, I probably won't even have to edit i just have to edit the very end of it and the very beginning of it a little bit that's that's usually the way it goes with these with these podcasts um Unless you think, I mean, you got anything else you can think of or um, you got any questions you need to ask me or anything, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, man. I mean, I I think we've covered a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm sure we'll probably end up doing another. We'll end up chatting again here before too much longer. I'd like to talk to you someday about turkey hunting. Um, Oh, heck yeah, man. We need to do, we need to do one of those before, right before uh, turkey season comes in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you'll. I don't. I don't think you're gonna have as much luck hunting a turkey off of a horse though as you did deer. Uh, <laughs> actually, turkeys. my my dad has actually shot a couple turkeys off of a horse before. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. that's uh. Well, I guess that's not real too surprising. Um, deer. I think deer are a little bit smarter than a turkey, but turkeys are just really super skittish. Um. Well, I guess I mean we've you've said it already once in the episode, but I guess remind everybody, you know, kind of where they can get all your stuff at. Okay, well, for all those that that are listening in, um, you can you can check out our our my YouTube channel at Crossover the River Outdoors on YouTube. Evidently, um, go on there. You can also follow me on um, Instagram under the same link, and also I've got a Facebook page now that everybody can follow too. Um, so I'd love it if y'all would that are listening, you know, go and join join on and subscribe to the channels and the pages um follow along we post some pretty cool pictures on there it's a little bit of everything there's there's deer deer and turkeys and rodeo and just kind of a mixture of everything on there so we kind of keep it interesting um but yeah go check it out and if you want to check out the if you want to see the 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 region one hunt that won it for me last year um that episode is also on there um, that you all can you can all check it out under you know it's listed under the 2018 season so um, come come give a check out you know come check it out and 
join me on YouTube and, and Instagram and Facebook. And we'd love to have you on there. And if anybody's got questions too, um, when they're on them channels, you know, feel free to ask. I try to answer as many questions as I can for everybody. So it'd be great for everybody to join on. Awesome, man. Well, Lewis, man, I really appreciate it. We didn't, uh, I kind of think we did a little better this time. We didn't, uh, we didn't really make it too similar to the first episode. So I think that was good. I think we kind of just kind of talked about a lot of different topics this time. Um, it was actually a little better. I think I did better this one. That first one, uh, it was, it was, I think I was a little rough around the edges back then. (laughs) Well, you've had a lot more practice at it than, than me so far. I've seen how many episodes you guys get. You're up to like what, 30, 40 episodes now. Are you guys up or more than that? Uh, we're at, uh, this, this episode right here will be number 47. 47. Yes, sir. Um, but it's rolling along pretty good. Cool. 